Hello, and welcome to the Wild Blue Podcast, perspectives on aviation lives, lifestyles, and business. Welcome back, friends, to another episode of the Wild Blue Podcast, where we talk about aviation lives, lifestyles, and business. I'm here with uh, Chris Kirk. My name is Todd Mitten, and we are at uh, Wild Blue Aircraft Sales, 888. 888- 773-4249 if you'd like to give us a call anytime todd at flywildblue.com chris at flywildblue.com we'd love to hear from you and we're glad you're a listener chris how are you today good thank you good to be here yeah it's good to be back again we uh always are trying to think of topics uh, related to anything to do with aviation because we like talking about aviation and we hope you like listening to it. Uh, I thought today I'd love to hear your thoughts on hosts on airplanes, wholesaling, retailing, pricing. How do you, uh, what should you do if you're interested in selling your airplane? If you're interested in buying an airplane, let's uh, explore this topic a bit. So we're looking at like uh, wholesale related stuff. Is that what we're right, talking about? I think okay. so. So well, let's let's give a little quick big background here. So Todd now is has kind of always kind of fulfilled this role, but it's a little more formalized and a little more of a transition. But Todd is really handling uh, on the acquisition side for us in terms of airplanes that we actually buy and uh, and resell. And so not not the uh, the buyer's agent stuff, but the actual um, stuff that we're either buying for inventory, sometimes uh, along those lines, or sometimes it may just be something that's outside of inventory that we're actually acquiring. Right. So, so when we're acquiring those airplanes, Todd, we're paying top dollar retail for those, right? Uh, you know, our dilemma with that is we would lose money if we, uh, if we did it that way. So I think that's what's important uh, for aircraft owners in our audience to understand that are considering... Uh, a sale of an airplane which direction do they want to go do they kind of want to go retail and whether they're selling it themselves or hopefully using uh, wild blue to broker an airplane or is it just easier sometimes to sell their airplane to us and then they're done with their airplane and we'll handle the rest from there so i think that's what we want to okay and that, that really kind of defines the difference between a broker and a dealer. So a broker is someone who is going to assist you in the sale of your asset, whether it's a house or an airplane. And then the dealer is somebody who's actually owns that asset. And oftentimes the two are, you know, the, a broker is a dealer and a dealer is a broker, but not always. There's some brokers that only broker. Uh, there's a few dealers out there that only will own the airplanes themselves. And in a way, and the concept is not inter- it's not interchangeable, right? Because any whether you're talking about a, a used car dealership, a new car dealership, uh, a boat dealer, any any one that that sells pre-owned inventory, if they own it themselves, there has to be some room for them to make some money. But is is it worthwhile for you as an aircraft owner to sell your valued asset, your aircraft, to a dealer 
and and what's involved in that so i thought that would be yeah worth discussing so some of the pros maybe on on doing that uh, obviously it's probably going to be a little quicker uh there's going to be less i mean you're dealing with you're dealing with one buyer right on a, on a brokerage or even if you're just selling your airplane yourself you're going to talk to a lot of people and uh, before you find the right one. If, if, a, if a dealer is interested in your airplane and it's something that they typically deal in, it's going to be kind of a one-and-done deal. Right, and, and there's some real advantages to that, in my opinion. Not unlike uh, selling your car to a dealer. You know, that, that is more and more common. Places like CarMax, for right. example, will just come and get your car. And in some regards, that's that's what a dealer can do for you with an airplane, what we can do. Now, it doesn't mean that a dealer isn't going to do his or her due diligence on your aircraft. In other words, a pre-buy inspection. Airplanes, the market is so, so small relative as compared to, say, cars. I think a, I think a car dealer can, can take your car... And have a pretty good idea of what it's worth because things like damage history or or uh, quote the I guess in a car would be miles, but that's pretty obvious. But in an airplane, you have hours on the airframe and you have hours on the engine. And then what kind of engine was it? Was it an was it an overhauled engine, a field overhauled engine? Was it a factory mm-hmm. new engine? And, and I could go on and on about examples of of why airplanes individual as individual assets are different than your average individual Toyota Camry. There's a, so any dealer is going to have to do some level of due diligence, but that shouldn't make your life too difficult as the current owner of the asset who wants it to move on, wants right. to reduce your own expenses, your right. hangar rent, your your insurance, your the fact that you know you're not flying the airplane when you should be flying the airplane. It's just... So th- these these kind of things, a, a dealer can solve that problem for you pretty quickly. Right. And that difference, that margin in, in the price that a dealer's paying you and what they're going to sell for it, that's not their profit by any stretch. So, you know, there may be... Um, let's take a round number of 15% between what the dealer pays you and what the dealer's willing to sell it for. Well... Um, you know, out of that 15%, they're, they're taking a bit of a gamble, sometimes a big gamble on, you know, what if after we get this thing home, even after we do a pre-buy, we've got to do X, Y, and Z to the airplane. You know, maintenance needs to be taken care of. What if the market takes a downturn and now all of a sudden we're holding this thing for an extra three or four months and we've got all those fixed expenses that you, by the way, don't have anymore, you know, as the seller, you're done with it. So, um, so that all eats away that margin. So the key is obviously that there's enough money left over that it makes it worth our while to do it. And it, it's not putting us in an upside down situation, which occasionally can happen, you know, depending on a variety of things. You can have a, you can have a scenario where it was either a bad buy on our part, or maybe the market took a, a turn or something. Uh, maybe we just didn't give ourselves enough money to, to work with there. And now all of a sudden we're looking at a negative situation. So um, yeah, there, there's lots of variables there and it's, you know, people say, well, you're going to turn this thing and sell it for such and such. Well, yeah, but <laughs> you go out and sell it too. And you're going to go through a pre-buy and you're going to have all these other additional items that are going to start costing you money. And, um, 
pretty soon it starts looking like less and less of a lucrative deal for us than it did on the beginning. But, so you might ask the question, well, why even, why even go the direction of, of selling it? I think, I think, I mean, selling it to a dealer. I think the first and foremost thing is just time because, uh, and the second thing, and they're related is hassle because more time is more hassle. So if, if you have an aircraft and you call us and we can act on it, I'm not talking, it's not going to be instantaneously. This is, this is not an overnight process, but over the course of a couple weeks, you're going to know if you have a, if you have the asset that you say you have, then, and you tell us that, and that may be okay, there's something wrong, but that's all right. We, you know, you've disclosed it, you've been upfront. If you know that's the case, then then I think we can move fairly quickly. You know, I think we if we know what to expect, I think I think you can expect to get a fair offer and a fair price out of the airplane, right? And and ultimately reduce your fixed expenses and and move the process along, right? Yeah. Which, well, which, it's not you know Eric and I were out looking and we've been looking for a I've been looking for a truck, um, and so. You know, we're looking at it, okay, do we sell uh, a car? Do we just buy a truck and keep both? Um, do we trade it in? You know, and the reality is with the cars that we, we have, if I traded it in, I'll probably lose, I don't know, three to 4000 bucks on the deal if I trade it in. But lose is in quotes because I'm not sure at the end of the day that's what's really going to happen. I'm going to get the car, we're going to get it done that day. I'm going to get this off of my chest, off out of my mindset. It's going to be something less that I'm dealing with. Uh, we're going to get the car that we want. Now somebody else has got the other one. They have to deal with it. Actually, it's a good car. There's nothing wrong with it. But, um, you know, they, they're, it's theirs now. And they, and they don't have to, they don't have to, or I don't have to deal with it. It's, they've got it. So there's lots of intangibles, especially when you start looking at what is your time worth What's the hassle? You know, I mean, if I do it myself, what what are we going to deal with? Well, we're, you know, you can put it on Facebook Marketplace, you can put it on Craigslist. I go set it down there like we did the last one in a parking lot with a, with a sticker well, on yeah, it. Yeah, it's important to mention that that you live in a little bit of a rural area, as do I. So you're not going to be able to. People aren't coming out your house, right? Not, nor do I want them to come out no, to my house. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, you know, so you got all these other things you got to deal with, and at the end of the day, it's you know maybe it takes me an extra six or eight hours. Well, um, you know, depending on your situation, you may be better off to spend those six or eight hours doing something else. And you know, and again, I think I think people overlook that hassle factor that you brought up. Well, and then if you're in a fairly remote airport area or area of the country with your airplane, which is a good reason, by the way, to own an airplane because you're in a fairly Gosh, where where was where did we sell that bonanza out in western Nebraska? What Alliance, what, wasn't it? Was it Alliance? I mean, that's a long way out there, and you just so you're going to have to find people that are willing to come out and see an airplane that's that's hundreds of miles, if not thousands of miles, from where they are. So yeah. you know, and at the very least, hundreds of miles from a commercial location where they yes. can rent a car and drive and all this. So unless you happen to have a local buyer, that's just another reason to kind of get it off of your property. Yeah, and we do come we come see airplanes at, at significant distances away. So 
you know, there's scenarios too where it would make sense for for you as the seller to do this. So sometimes we've run into people who um, uh, they have a maybe they have an annual inspection coming up and they just don't want to do it. Well, we can tie that in with our own pre-buying and do that. And so then all of a sudden they're saving you know x amount of dollars, probably at least two or three grand, if if not a lot more, yeah. on doing an annual. Sometimes it's hey, I've got a hanger lease that I don't want to renew. Yes. You know, and I don't want to have to pay for that. Sometimes it is my insurance is coming up, you know, and your insurance folks will tell you generally, well, you'll get some of that money back. Well, that money is not prorated on a straight line. It's it's very heavily weighted in favor of the house, of the insurance company. And so, you you know, you pay a $3,000, $4,000 premium and you cancel it three days into it, Guess what? You ain't getting three or four thousand back. You're gonna get a, a fraction of that back. A lot, you know, the hanger one that you mentioned a moment ago. That one really does resonate because a lot of times it's a it's a discount to to pay your hanger lease six months or twelve months at a time. Oh, sure, so yeah. now you're thinking either I'm gonna pay more on a month to month lease, or in some cases these hangers are in such demand that some of these airports can effectively force you into that uh, because they know they've got they've got a, a list of 25 people waiting on a hangar and they kind of want to satisfy those people and so well if you're not so it's just nice to get that off your plate it is there's uh, there's some definite advantages but you know we want to be uh, we want to look at this in a balanced way yes uh, and there's there you know there's there's times when it doesn't make sense and, and we get that so Hey, Todd, you've already touched on a couple of them, but what, what else can you think well, of? Well, one of the things I wanted to mention was a, a trade. Well, a lot of guys will say, well, I'd like to trade mine. <laughs> why, why is that a, uh, why is that an uh, unrealistic yeah. uh, point in well, aviation? I'm glad you brought that up. So the question it boils down to, what's a trade, right? How are you defining the word trade? Yeah. So when I, and of course, when I, I'm, I'm the airplane owner and I'm, I've got a, uh, Oh, maybe something like a, a Baron. And I'm, I mean, I just kind of want to downsize. I, maybe I, maybe I want a 172 or a Warrior or something because I want to teach, I want my son to learn to fly and I'm not really using my Baron anymore. Now, how often do you think that is going to align where I'm going to trade a Baron for somebody's 172? Right, yeah, almost never. Exactly. Almost never. <laughs> the answer is... <laughs> Probably never. Yeah, yeah. Don't. I mean, it's not. It's 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 the point where it's not even worth worth considering that um, because while on the surface you might have two things that are similarly aligned or it would make sense, the reality of it is getting both of those people to the point where they're actually interested in each other's airplanes, the way they are equipped, the way they have been maintained. Um, you you really start losing interest of either or both parties at that time. Airplanes are so individualized. The between all the things that that affect the value that it's just impossible to line up right so well and, and on your trade thing you know we'll get calls and you know several a week and it's it's funny because when people talk about and we just we hit on this a little bit ago when they talk about trading in a car you, you know hey i you know i would think at this stage in life if you're an airplane owner you understand that you take you take a car in and you trade it in guess what you're there's that margin there that the dealer has got to make on your car to make it work. Right. He's not in the business. He's not. He's not out there just. Hey, you know, this is this is my hobby, and I'm <laughs> I'm taking these cars in on trade, and you know, helping you out. That's not what they're there yeah. for. And so, just like an airplane, I'm I'm always amazed at these guys that 
that they say, well, I'd like to trade for, for this or that. Uh, and they expect the money to be uh, equal on both sides. Retail and to retail. Retail to retail. And, uh, and I, I just want to, I just kind of shake my head and like, you know, that's, that's not the way it works. My, you know, we're in this as a business like any other business. And while we love airplanes and we love helping people out, uh, at the end of the day, just like you, we have to put bread on the table. And so, so let's say we have a Saratoga on the, uh, and we're brokering it for another guy. Right. Uh, and, and you own a, uh, a PA 28, a, a, a Cherokee 180 or, or something of that nature. And you want to, you're looking, you've been thinking about upgrading to that Saratoga. How, how could we make that transition or that transaction? I should say, I meant, uh, work. How, how could we facilitate that transaction so that you, in a, uh, the Saratoga owner does not want a, he's moving up to a, a Mirage he doesn't want your uh, Cherokee. So how can we at Wild Blue make that? Right. Well, it's like what you talked about first, Todd. If it's something that, that we would be interested in, we can we can buy that airplane. And um, and then, you know, we'll sell you the other airplane from the owner. So we don't actually have to own that airplane to help it be essentially a trade for you. Right. Is that what you're getting at there? That is. Yeah, that is yes. So we can we can make that work, and it's you know from from your perspective, it's it's like any other trade. But what you're doing is you're selling us your airplane, we're buying, and you're buying the other one, and we make the transaction happen essentially simultaneously. Exactly. Yeah. It could. That's and that's the other key point. It can happen simultaneously. So the the money or the proceeds from your uh, aircraft. Is, is going to right away go toward the purchase of that new Saratoga, new right. to use Saratoga. And that may help you tax-wise, uh, depending on what you're trying to do. So, yeah, exactly, yeah. So yeah. I, I do think that that's something that, that is worth, one of the one of the sort of reasons why you may want to sell an airplane at right. wholesale. Uh, another, another thought, I think, is, uh, and this may not really help with any of our our listeners but maybe uh the 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 scenario where uh, there's the the actual aircraft owner has has passed away oh that's a good one and yeah. and that's a good one and now you are suddenly find yourself owning an airplane that you don't know the first thing about don't don't want to own realizing now you're writing a check to for hangar and insurance and so on or maybe worse yet forgetting to insure it and right. now it's sitting there unprotected uh those are scenarios where we would love to help and i gotta say i we i mean i, I hope this goes without saying but this is not about taking advantage of anyone it's still being fair well the numbers are all disclosed everybody yeah. knows exactly what's yeah. going on there and 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 i say that that's the way we do it and i i, I yeah. can't speak for others um, but you're going to see what the numbers are, and you get to make the decision on, hey, is this the right scenario for me, right? Right, uh, and and I do, but I do think that's a that's a really a solid. If I mean, if any of our listeners, if you ever run across that scenario, at least have have the individual give us a call. We'd be happy to mm-hmm. talk about it. Now we we are not going to buy. Uh, an airplane that's in pieces or a half project or or an airplane that 
you know, sat in a hangar for the last 22 years. We're just, we're just, we are not set up to do that. That kind of an airplane probably should go to some kind of a maintenance shop. Right. Maybe they can salvage it. And but, but Chris and I are not in that position. And most others are. Unless that's their, that's their specialty, they're probably not going to do that either. Can I go down a rabbit trail on something you mentioned a minute ago? Yeah. Just because this is important, I think. Um, so you mentioned that somebody dies, that, you know, they pass away, they leave an airplane. Uh, and and it, just a simple concept here, but it, it gets past so many people. They just don't understand. And that is, you know, unlike a car, um, if this happens and you're in this situation, that value of that airplane is only going to go down the longer it sits there. Right. So you can have a classic car out in the garage, and three years from now, there's still going to be a lot of buyers for that car. You know, they're going to love that car. You cannot do that with an airplane. No. The longer that thing sits, the, the smaller the buyer's pool gets because the longer it sits, the more maintenance issues it's going to have with it. And so um, if you're thinking that, hey, we'll just, you know, we'll wait for a year or two, I would encourage you not to do that because it's not going to, it's not going to bode well. You know, obviously get past the grieving process as much as you can, but don't, don't let that airplane sit around a long time and certainly don't let it get to where it's unairworthy and the inspections expire. No, that's a great point. I'm glad you mentioned that. uh, That's not going to do anyone any favor. And people start to worry about, the minutiae, I would guess, on, on the value of something like that, <laughs> they're just hurting themselves in the long run because the value is, you know, I, I find someone that's honest to give you a, a value and, and not optimistic, but just honest. <laughs> and, right. And I think you'll ultimately you'll be better off to, to part ways with it sooner rather than later. I think at one point in time, I have to go back and look this up, but I think at one point in time, did we not do a podcast on, um, you know, selling an airplane when you're kind of in that that bereavement? Place? I think we did. We did talk about that. Yes. Yeah, because that's that's so important, and we've 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 been through so many of them. And I'll tell you, that's something that we have learned over the years to really um, learn a lot more about the specific situation before we get into it, because right. emotions run so high. Um, irrationality runs so high uh, and so it's um it's just kind of a tricky position to be in what are the disadvantages because I, I i mean we want to be fair what's the disadvantages to uh uh selling us your airplane it's a good airplane i'm assuming it's i'm not this is not from our perspective everything is everything works everything's good it's a it's a good airplane there might be a market for the air what's the disadvantage well, it's it's a lot of it's going to come down to the money, the the margin that we have to make on the airplane. You know, if you're if you're still flying it actively and you're in a, a great location and there's no there's no reason for you to have to uh, to to purchase or to sell the airplane, you know, to a dealer, um, you can either sell it yourself or or even better, just work with a broker to help them sell it for you at a higher retail level. You'll net more at right. that point i think that's where most of our customers come in but you know occasionally we get these folks that they're just they're just done with it so i, I think that's the number one what else do you have in mind no I, i'm thinking that's that's about it the only the only disadvantage that i can really see is is just probably a little less money in your pocket yeah as to what the airplane was worth 
I found some some people um, when they decide to sell, man, they have made that that uh, they have detached emotionally and everything else from that airplane. And when they've made that decision, just different personality types, they're ready to just see it go. They're just hey, I just want to be done with it. Just do what you can to help me wipe my hands clean and let's make this a an all-in process where I can get it done all in one fell swoop and I'm done. Yep. I don't have to worry about uh, it anymore. I would agree. And I think that's why ultimately it, the the money in your pocket, that's part of that is the, <laughs> just the value of the time and the, and the peace of mind that the airplane is going to a good scenario right now. I mean, it's yeah. it's not... There's no long drawn out death to this. It's it's just move it along and and uh, and know that we'll we'll take it from there kind of thing. Yeah. So. Well, if you have a, you know if you got an airplane, is there anything else you want to say before I wrap this no, up? No, I no. I think uh, I think we've covered it. It's just it just want to make people think about it because because we're definitely interested. We'd love to talk to you about it. So. That's exactly what I was going to say. We'd love to talk to you. If you have um, you know have an airplane that you're considering a, a situation like this, whether it's brokerage, which we would like to talk to you, or whether it is a um, you know a wholesale opportunity where you're just wanting to sell the airplane, or maybe it's a maybe it's a, a, a combination of the two, and so maybe you're willing to give the process a little bit more time um, and want to broker it out, and and we're happy to discuss a scenario where hey, if if the airplane doesn't sell within whatever the time frame is that you really need to get it sold, we will make you that offer. Uh, if it's an airplane, keep in mind, we're not going to make it on every airplane, but if it's a, uh, if it's an airplane that we, if it's our profile, we'd certainly do that and say, okay, it didn't sell. We're, you know, that we're not able to get this number here. You wanted to get moving. We'll give you this number here and we're, we're ready to, uh, we're ready to help you out. So we can, we can do it either way or we can do it both ways. And if you certainly, if, as a listener, if you know somebody that might be in this situation, yeah. you know, that's a, that's another, you know, you might be doing them a, a favor. You know of an airplane sat a little while, not years, but a little while or something like that, that uh, uh, certainly steer the, the owner our direction. And, and we'd be happy to at least investigate the possibility of, of buying that airplane and getting it back in the air where it belongs. Yep. That's exactly right. And so you, know, you can reach Todd uh, at 888-773-4249. That's a good number for both of us. Uh, he's at Todd at flywildblue.com. I'm at Chris at flywildblue.com. And uh, so give us a holler, and uh, we'd love to chat with you. We'll, we'll you know exchange texts or whatever it is that we need to do. And, uh, by all means, please make sure you subscribe and share the podcast. We appreciate you listening. Thanks for listening to the Wild Blue Podcast. Find us online at flywildblue.com. And don't forget to subscribe and share.